you gonna bring to the table tonight? Tonight! Tonight! This moment! This hour! It ain't no doggone tomorrow, fellas! Are you gonna bust somebody in their mouth? Are you gonna do your doggone job? Are you gonna pray from your heart and get everything you doggone got? Cause I'ma do that! So let's go! Fall up! Good evening, Huge Pop Wrestling fans. It's your boy, Huge Pop, and my boy next to me, Rico. Tonight's guest on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast inside the Huge Pop Corner is none other than current LWA Legacy Champion, one half of the current RCW Tag Team Champion, and last but not least, the reigning, defending APW Heavyweight Champion. He is the purveyor of punishment. He is the Texas Terminator. Please welcome to the show from Reality of Wrestling Camp in Texas, Jay Alexander, welcome to the show, my guy. How you doing? Welcome, man. Welcome. I've never been better, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for having me. You're welcome, man. Man, it's just going to be a fun night. I can't wait to pick your brain on your career. And we're going to talk about hobbies. We're going to talk about trading cards. And we're going to talk about tra- everything of wrestling that's in your life. And uh, um, I guess, uh, when did you know that you wanted to start and be a professional wrestler? Let's just start right there. Oh, man. Um, so I've been a professional wrestling fan my entire life, right? Like, that's pretty much the, the story, the gist of how it usually goes. Um, something about the pageantry, you know, the authenticity of just these 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 larger-than-life characters. It just draws, you know, everybody. What up, Justin? Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, buddy. Um, no, man, it's just something about, you know, that larger-than-life just, you know, persona that draws, you know, you in, especially as a young person like myself. Um, I really, truly didn't even have the clearest of even morsel of an idea, um, that it was something that I really wanted to do, um, up until pretty much my tenure of arena ball, you know, pro football essentially came to an unfortunate and quick end. Um, and I was kind of just, what am I going to do? I was in college at the time. Um, and, uh, football was my primary passion. I played it pretty much. mm, Two thirds, I think, of my of my life, uh, soccer at first. Then I got too physical, too bulky, too you know, got too physical. Guys, 
my brother's like, hey, maybe you should, you know, try to play football. And then the first time I strapped on a helmet, I loved it. Um, and then uh, I took, well, me and this one individual collided on the field. Uh, I managed to sign my first pro contract um, with the Mesquite Marshals, who uh, ended up being the feeder team for the Dallas Marshals uh, pro indoor team. And then lost 15 minutes of memory, uh, 19 years old. So I said, well, I'm not going to die on a football field. And, you know, I'm about to graduate college. I have no idea what I do with my life and uh, a flyer for reality wrestling's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fantasy camp actually was on my feed. And so I was like, oh, shoot, $100. And I just, you know, spend a day with, you know, the Booker T, you know, being a fan, I knew exactly who that was. And my eyes lit up. I actually texted my buddy because, of course, like any other child, you wrestle, right, in their backyard, you know, and you, know, you pause the, the pay-per-views and, you go wrestle or whatever in the living room or what have you. And so I texted my buddy who actually we used to wrestle in the backyard on this trampoline. I was like, Hey man, hundred bucks. Let's go do it. Oh man. I got a warehouse job. I got a girlfriend. I can't. All right, well I'm going. So I'll be damned the night before drove down to Texas city, Texas. Uh, there's a Bucky's about 10 minutes down the road, slept in my car in the back seat at the Bucky's cause I couldn't afford a hotel room. And, uh, the very next day, woke up, went in, brushed my teeth in the Bucky's, you know, got all, you know, ready to go and walked in. And there's Queen Charmel. as soon as I walk in the door. How you doing? Nice. Good to meet you. Wow. Okay. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, went in the waiting room. Next thing you know, they funnel us into the into the, um, the backstage area where the rings are. And there's Booker. And uh, the rest was kind of history. Nice, nice. Rico, you got anything? Well, first of all, I like just watching like the line pride. Who in the world takes the belt from the ref and talk starts talking smack to his opponent? I just love. That. Oh, so you're probably talking about the uh, the triple threat. I did. You're talking about Lions Pride, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was the triple threat with Zane and uh, Outlaw. Yeah, man, and and really like that that it's so funny like that intro video was the beginning of this year but even the beginning of this year to because that was like the culmination i've never had a highlight video that uh coleman that was like i've been doing this since so i started traveling uh for about two and a half about three years in like august september uh, of traveling and, and making a name you know making a name for myself um about two years in the business and i've already concocted that you know much uh good film and you know content um, but it's, it's crazy how much I've grown since then, um, in that short span of time from when that came out to even now, like just months. Um, but no, man, like that's always been my bravado, man. I'm, I'm not the biggest athlete. So like height wise. So I said, you know what? I might not be as tall, but I'm going to be as wide as I am tall. And then I'm just going to dominate with that chip on my shoulder because I'm undersized. No, I, you don't see the, and, uh, I'm just going to. I'm going to literally own, I'm going to own any ring, any room, any arena, anything I, anything that has to do with Jay Alexander, I'm going to own. And so that's the bravado I bring. Even now, then, now, and, you know, to quote WWE, then, now, forever, any ring that I step in, any film you watch, I take the center of the ring. Any championship match that I'm in, I, I let my opponent know, I'll take the belt and I'll go stand in the middle of the ring and I'll say, and new, I've already got you beat. Because the thing is, man, in competition, I've been an athlete my entire life. When it comes to competition, if you psych your opponent out before the competition even starts, you've already won. Yeah, sure. So that's always been like my mindset on anything and everything. I don't care how small I am, how stacked against the odds I am, triple threat, you know, fatal four-way, 
So hardcore match, regular, you know, singles rules, tag, doesn't matter, man. When I'm in the match, when I'm in the ring, it's my match. It's my ring. It's my championship. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. That's awesome. And, it, and it's something like that that kind of like uh you you get the fans' attention. And like like I was gonna watch, I'm like, man, I'm gonna watch this guy. What but but see, and uh, and I'm so honored that you noticed that because that's the point. So the biggest thing that wrestlers and you know like i said i'm only accumulatively training and, and traveling four years in right which is you know to most all i'm a baby right um you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a young one right at this point you're kind of starting to you know you've got your permit you're starting to you know get your driver's license and figure out how the road works and, and maneuver you know in this vehicle yeah, um but that's that's the biggest thing that even i would tell now to even guys that are taking their first bump or doing their first rolls is is roll as authentically well as you can when you bump, you eat that mat as authentically well as you can, as safe as you can. But the whole gimmick, right, this gimmicks of wrestling, there's no gimmick in authenticity. And authenticity is what, what gets you over, right? Either you're a good guy or a bad guy. The best heels, the best good guys, the most believable. Daniel Bryan had WrestleMania sold out everyone on their feet for, as the double champ be, because he was authentic. He was the authentic underdog, yep. right? The dogs are stacked against him, but he believed he was going to make it happen. By God, he did. I mean, the biggest heels, MJF, doesn't just go into a press conference thinking, oh, I might say something that's going to piss them off. He goes in there and says, you know what, MFR? <laughs> and and you're like man like holy because he when he believes it you believe it and so exactly. that's the whole stick when i get in the ring and i take the center of the ring and i'm looking con in the eyes i'm looking shane taylor in the eyes these guys that have seen gold that have seen the big leagues that are currently in the big leagues that are contracted you go back and you can watch that match with con i'm standing there in the ring middle of the ring and i'm saying you're in my house baby boy yeah read my lips you better bring that ass and i'm just i'm standing in the minute the bell rings he they're the ones that are they're skedaddling around me, right? And that's that's a shoot, man. That's just authentically me being me of like, damn it, I have something to prove. Excuse my language, but I like I have something to prove. You have something that I want. Now I'm gonna right. make, I'm gonna make that I'm gonna prove that at your expense. Right. And I think that's what makes that's what makes MJF and Roman Reigns so good at what they do. Exactly. I mean, authentic. That's authentic. Yeah. I appreciate you for pointing that out, Rico. Oh, nice. I love it. So how did your college football, how did your arena football and your college uh, experience get you prepared for where you're at now? I mean, or is it, was that just something that filled the gap? Uh, it was both something that, that got me ready for sure and, and filled the gap because I came, you know, I, so I'm, I'll be 28 in September, so still young. But uh, I always say that like 1995 was kind of like that last little bit of just like um, harsh reality, right? Like you had the coaches, you know, that would spit on you, right? Or say, you know, say things now that you know would get you canceled, right? In this current climate, um, mm -hmm. so do bear crawls for hours on end, right? Until your arms feel like they're gonna fall off, deprive you of water, you know, until you're about to pass out. Like, not saying that that's justified or that's right, but you, 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 there is some thick skin that comes from that. I've got traditional parents, you know, you know, mother and father who are still married to this day, you know, thirty plus years. So very traditional, very. Um, hard-nosed upbringing of just like you know the value of a dollar you know the work ethic that it takes and there, there that that's really a big thing that separates um the ordinary from the extraordinary so that stuff really coming up with coaches like that and playing football in texas um alone is big um but yeah that kind of stuff really especially coming into an older you know an old old-fashioned trainer like book um granted book's still in the business now so he understands like the dynamics of the new age 
um, which there's a huge difference. I'm sure, you know, being fans for however many years you guys have been fans, there's a huge drastic change between back in the day and now. Um, and where you find that kind of marriage in between is what makes it beautiful and really expresses the art form. Um, but it definitely, I would say it's both. Definitely, it definitely um, prepared me for sure in all those aspects, but then at the same time filled, filled the gap as well. So I have Justin Bunny still in the room, and um, he's a big wrestling fan. But I want to give him a second. So he has a couple questions. What's your strongest? What's your toughest match? And then he has this one. What, what motivates you? Yeah. So I'm self-motivated, brother. Um, I will tell you right now, there's not a name. There's not a. There's not a big guy. There's not. I don't. I am not the least bit concerned. You know, I'll, I'll go in there with Roman Reigns. I'll get in there with Big Show. I'll get in there with the Boogeyman. I don't care how terrifying how satanic how big how mean how aggressive how brutal i'm gonna be jeff hardy against the undertaker you're gonna put me down i'm gonna keep getting back up you're gonna put me down i'm gonna keep getting back up even if it means i'm using the ropes you break my legs i'm gonna stand up on my arms you break my arms i'm gonna stand up do a headstand i'll figure it out uh i'm self-motivated um through and through there's nothing i can't do and no one that can tell me i can't do it um so that first and foremost is, is number one um, my toughest match man so uh there's many there's different there's many different ways I guess I could put that. I think my toughest athletic match, like just matched as far as like cardio is concerned and just you have to be ready for is undoubtedly Will All Day. Um, he's not all, he's all damn day for a reason. <laughs> um, and, you know, when you have 15 minutes or so, you know, bell, you know, bell to bell with them, like you're going to go all 15 minutes wire to wire. And uh, if you go back and watch my debut match, that's who I debuted against. So what better way to, Say, hey, kid, welcome to the business, then stretching you to the limit. And then uh, I think actually level up, funny enough, was the next show. I think I faced them both times for the Texas title. Um, and that level up match is probably one of my – it's up there. It's one of my favorite matches. Um, so as far as athletically, cardiovascularly, will all day. As far as strength, someone that – because I'm pretty strong. Someone that can bring it to me pound for pound undoubtedly was a match I just actually had was Brick Savage. Um, dude's a newcomer, but, man, he is every bit of – power strength incarnate and you feel every pop every slam <laughs> every headbutt he makes you feel it so yeah that was one of those where you're you know i had one of the the fight doctor come check on me after and i was like i'll tell you what brother like i don't need to see a chiropractor this week <laughs> um and then i think one of my all-time favorite just brawling matches uh would probably be con we faced each other a couple times and it's always just you know sweat flying chops pops slams like we just go toe for toe uh as far as just fighting you know it's whether it's you know we get into a wrestling match or we just start fist fighting it's con's one of my favorite opponents as far as just overall uh brutality of fight so i mean there's there's your multi-dimensional question justin i appreciate you brother but that's that's that was my answers <laughs> that's good answer <laughs> very good answer um so you talk about Shane Taylor, you talk about Khan. Um, Shane Taylor is one of is a friend of the show. Um, we had him on a couple times last one time last year, a couple phenomenal really phenomenal, very phenomenal very pleasant, very very good at what he does. Um very good. So about talk about those experiences that you with Shane Taylor and the founder of Shane Taylor Promotions. Um what how did that help catapult you? Con even I watched that match on I think it was April fifteenth I think the match against Khan that um what the, do those just 
motivate you and pump you up into a next another level? Absolutely. Um, I, I've I was I was I've been very gifted athletically my entire life. Um, just blessed ways that I can I can use. Um, overall, very thankful and grateful for that for that that you know God given ability. But um, the self motivated portion too just kind of adds just a whole nother level um, to where a lot of this man is, is, is wrestling's hard, you know, learning the ins and outs and, you know, how to do this, how to do that, how to sell this, how to sell that, how to play to the crowd, play to the camera. There's so many dimensions to pro wrestling. Um, and there really is like a, a huge, a huge tell of like where you're at independent to like, you know, mainstream big time MLW, you know, ring of honor, new Japan pro, you know, Noah, you know, all the big leagues. And uh, you really find like, in my case, take some time to really find the confidence and um, find who you are as a performer. And then you start kind of noticing that you're on this, you know, you're on this right path and you're taking the proper steps. And now you're going from just like, Oh, whoever the top indie guy is of a promotion to now you're getting an opportunity to face a Shane Taylor, to, to face a con, to face a Barrett Brown, which hats off to Barrett Brown, another, you know, phenomenal person, human being, uh, and even better performer. Um, to guys like that. And then that's where you really, I'll never forget really like facing Barrett more recently this year uh, for Texas style wrestling, phenomenal uh, promotion. If you haven't checked it out, TSW out of Addison, Texas, um, can't say enough about Randy Klein and, and, and uh, Mr. Mooney, what they got going on there, but they gave me the opportunity to, to face Barrett. And, I, and I'll never forget, I didn't have my energy drink. I forgot it that day, which is, you know, those are long TV tapings. You know, it's, I think we're about to go out like 10 o'clock or so. And I remember standing at the curtain, just completely zapped with energy. She's been there all day. I've gotten all my meals in, you know, I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm ready. And I'm stretched up a little tight, a little sore, but stretched out, ready to go. And I kid you not, the music hits. And I'm like, literally, like I said, excuse my language. This is it. MF are like, we're going to, we're going to show them who we're made of. And so there's just that aspect of like con Shane Taylor, Barrett Brown, new Japan, AEW ring of honor impact where you have these guys. And it's like, it just turns on and you're just like, man, this is, it's not just your run of the mill indie guy. This is a guy, this is someone, right. Mm-hmm. But who are like, you look in the mirror, you're like, who are you? And you're like, GD, I'm, I'm, I'm Jay Alexander. Who's that? You're going to find out. And so that's, the, that's my, that's where you really break that upper echelon of like, here's Barrett Brown, but man, Jay brought it to him or man, that like Shane Taylor, you know, so giving. You know, I went in there and I was not the least bit concerned. Again, because like I said, you get in the ring. I don't care if you're, he's the baddest of all time. He ain't met Jay Alexander. I don't care about your 20, 30 year career. You ain't met Jay Alexander. You met some bad mofos. You never met Jay Alexander. And that's what I did. I picked his ass up not once, but twice. Shane Taylor picked him up yeah. on my shoulders and I set him down. So people knew, hey, Jay may not gotten that one, that win, but we need to follow this guy, see what, see what this guy's about. And that's the whole that's the whole stick of it, man. That's the whole stick of it. You're presented with with a challenge. You're presented here the best best the, the best analogy I can make. You're presented with pressure. Are you going to remain coal, or are you going to become a diamond? I'm going to be a diamond. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, I like that because you know you. You, this world is like a big pond of podcasters, you know. Are you gonna be are you gonna be a are you gonna be coal or gonna be a diamond, you know? And I we try our best just to put out the best content and to be the the most professional 
and we have to be confident about that, or you're not, or you can put out a shitty show. Exactly. And that's that's so. pretty much in the underlying, you know, is, is confidence, man. If you don't believe in your own show, if you don't believe in what you're yeah. doing, then why should anyone else? Right. Why are you even going to be on here? <laughs> right, right, so. I'm not just another wrestler, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's how you hold yourself and how you how you present your product. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I am the product. How do I present myself? That's right. Yeah. Good. Thank. Thanks for that. That's a good, awesome bit of a. Uh, so, um, Rico, you got anything? Yeah, actually, uh, so I know you've probably been asked this question before, and it's hard for us as fans to try to pick a favorite wrestler. But was there anybody who you had that you just like, I got to go see this guy. I got to uh, go see him. So I love, I love, hate this question because <laughs> just, well, just like you can tell, like there's, I'm not, a, it's not a very simple answer with me ever. Um, I legit had a podcaster one time. I came on and said, you know, you can make it this difficult for me. I'm like, absolutely. Because you brought me on the show and uh, I'm going to give you your time's worth. Um, I'm not one of those. Yep. Nope. Sure. Awesome. Great. So to your question, uh, man, there were certain, there's so many aspects of each performer that you grow to appreciate. I'll tell you right now, I appreciate, uh, undertaker's, um, commitment, right. To the gimmick, right. Like mm-hmm. he really believed as a young person growing up, this dude was a dead man who, you know, was raised from coffins and raised the dead and, you know, put people six feet deep. Um, so probably Taker's commitment to kayfabe, even though kayfabe, you know, since with the inception of social media, it's kind of just gone with the wind. Um, yeah. The commitment to the to the craft. Um, you look at like Triple H's heel work. He's undoubtedly one of the greatest heels to ever grace the squared circle, bar none. Um, regardless if you agree with everything that maybe he's said or done, you know, hearsay, uh, at the end of the day, he invoked emotion and got you to feel some type of way. And that's ultimately the goal. And at the end of the day, you know, win, lose or draw, like you had emotional reaction. So I'd say Triple H's heel work. Um, I love charisma is a big thing. So guys like John Cena, um, the rock, right? Like just the way that you know, just the minute the hymn, like the the beat, the the entrance song of John Cena hit, crowd erupts. Can you smell crowd erupts? Right, like you know, you're about to see this just charismatic, just ball come flying out, and like you just can't help but raise to your feet and feel the energy. Um, man, Edge, Edge, and and Randy Orton, right? You're talking like peak fandom for me, mid two thousands, right? So you're you're talking like Cena. And, and edge you're talking randy orton and edge or, or, i'm sorry randy orton and cena um their work is just i look at I, then i hated them which they did their job right but now i just i watch 2009 randy orton right or 06 edge and, or 07 edge i'm just it gives me chills just thinking about it man because i'll do i do orton's stomps right now when he just he just he like just menacingly looks at you and then stomps your hand stomps your knee stomps your back stomps your head right like then gives you this like you know like head whip it's like dude edge you know when he's gearing up to get you with the spear and he's just like relishing it he's you know mm-hmm. putting his hair back and his spits flying out of his mouth it's just like oh authenticity you know like that work is just so beautiful um man promos like just you know, there's just i take certain things from each guy man like it's so you know i don't know if we're even allowed to say his name anymore but like one of my favorite guys like just wrestlers we talk about just pure matt wrestlers chris benoit i was a huge chris oh, benoit oh yeah um the dude and again being undersized right he was as wide as he is tall 
super jack dude that could would just get in the ring and tear you you and you a hole didn't matter who you were he's like you're in there with the rabbit wolverine and you're gonna know it yeah. um yep. you're talking mike work man eddie g man eddie could you know would have guys eating out of like would have the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand whether he was heel all oh, what you wanted to see him get his ass kicked he was baby face you just had eddie eddie mm-hmm. you know, just had that just just eating out of your palm of your hand it's just so there's just certain aspects man of each character that you just that i just took from and like that even i use today or just that really helped influence me and i try and like there's a culmination of of you know a lot really there's no one um i will say this the two guys that got me in the business were jeff hardy and rvd and i let them know that when i met them rvd man yeah i still i do the rolling thunder um and then (laughs) jeff's whisper in the wind even today yeah that was a Talking about Jeff Hardy, that was a sad, um, not sad because I, I'm still I'm a big Jeff Hardy fan, but mm-hmm. his AEW performance where he he could tell he was rusty, you know, and yeah. those are one of those things that he you wish that he didn't get he didn't do that, but you know he never quits, and it's good to see him back in the ring. So, no, of course, um, you know when we look at matches, we we hear you know, there's people backstage, there's you guys in the ring putting on, you know, doing the, the thing, and then you got the referees and so on and so forth. I know you guys are all communicating in a sense. How important it is, is it to have a good referee and have a good communication? I mean, to make this match, how good, how important is it to make that match? So I have my live going too, and I hope y'all are listening, Ref, you know, all my referees. Man, I'll tell you what, lately, <laughs> so not lately, I've had some great, some great workers all around. And it honestly, I, I thank the guys that maybe missed a step or two because it helped me become a better performer um, all around. I'm, I, dude, this is probably my favorite question. I'm so glad that y'all asked this question. It's so overlooked. Referees is, will, make him, will make or break a match through and through. And, and there's so many – the audiences just really don't truly understand that. And I don't even think the, like the refs really – understand that they have they to to be a to be a referee you can't draw attention right but you have to when when but you have to elevate the product so it's like how do you how do you not draw attention to yourself because you're not technically the star right but how do you elevate the product without being the center of attention right now i aw you know uh, you know excluding aw and aubrey and all that which no disrespect to them but like that's a whole nother you know that's that's just something else it being a ref man like oh dude it, it my biggest problems with my matches semi semi recently hasn't been with the, my opposition the workers that i'm working with but it's been with some of the refs and i've had to pull them aside backstage and have a conversation with them um dude a, a good ref is is oh man it is underrated entirely from your expression to the way you react to a big slam to your counts um to your if you have certain spots that you're supposed to do like you're supposed to take a bump or you're supposed to not look at something or you know you're supposed to engage right like if i'm the heel and i'm trying to get your attention like go with me right because there's a reason why i'm i'm trying to get your attention not you know oh i've got a job to do you know like this like you know be you know play with me right like you know whatever like oh dude refs man like i have so many thoughts in my head i apologize for all the stammering oh no We've a good ref is uh, shout out to Isaac Leon while we're on the while we're on the topic, dude. Uh, Reality Wrestling uh, senior referee, 
by far one of the great, if not the greatest ref that I've ever had. He actually is a worker now. It's funny. Um, he, he translated over um, and is doing work now. But as a ref, man, oh, man, 10 out of 10. Dude understands everything he's supposed to do. You know, if, if you know, I'm stomping on someone in the corner, one, two, three, I'll tell, hey, pull me off, come talk to me, right? So he'll pull me off and I'm yelling at him, whatever. He'll come, you know, yell at me and then I'll yell at him. And then my manager goes up, chokes the dude in the corner, like, you know, one, you know, then he notice it and then he'll let go. And I'm like, get out of my way. Like just stuff like that, little things or like, you know, I'll go to go out of the ring or something, but I need that time. Maybe the guy's, you know, needs to catch his breath. I throw him out of the ring, you know, and I'm taunting or whatever. And then I go to go get out and I'm like, Isaac, you know, get in front of me. And so I'm going to like get him, you know, he's like, hey, you need to get back in. So I'm like, what are you, what is your problem? You know, we could tell a story there with me and the ref. Right. And like it, it, it is so good. Refs are so are so important, man, to these matches. And they really can make or break uh, a match through and through. Man, I, I can talk about this for hours. Um, reality wrestling, dude, they they do ref classes. Um, and it's I think every school needs to um, <clears throat> refs are arguably more important than the two wrestlers in the ring because um, they can really either elevate the hell out of a match or just, you know, a great phenomenal 10 out of 10, five-star Meltzer rated match can be a three-star because the ref blows the three count, you know, like if I hit you with my finish, why are you going one, two, three, like <laughs> count, dude, if they don't, if they, and that's, but that's health too, man. Like we've literally, so Roxy was facing um, Alex Gracia at Realia, you know, Roxanne Perez before she was, you know, and NXT was facing Alex Gracia and, I, I can't remember if it was Alex or Roxy that took something, but they were knocked out, like legitimately, like were loopy. They get set down, and someone goes for the cover, and the ref counted to three, which is what you're supposed to do. That's your job. When the, someone's covered, one, two, three. If they don't kick out, they don't kick out, regardless if that's the story or not. But that saves that person because you don't you one, two. They're not they're not supposed to be down now, but oh well, three. It's awkward, right? Like count it, and let the person get the medical attention that they needed to get. Unless it's just astronomical and you have to, you know, you have to cancel it. But, mm -hmm. like, dude, good refs, man. If you, refs, if you're listening, dude, like, ah, oh, y'all make or break the match. And for y'all that, you know, MJ Bell is another phenomenal. He's, you know, traveling with GCW. He's over in Japan. Um, he does stuff, you know, here in Texas. Like, another phenomenal, you know, phenomenal ref. Translates everything to you from the back. Um, communicates, does, you know, does what you ask. Dude, thank you for that question. Uh, huge pop corner, dude. That no is that. That is such an underrated, you know, rest is such an underrated part of this business, dude. And you have, if you have a good one, dude, hats off to all the phenomenal refs out there, man. Yeah, they're kind of the glue that, you know, holds they you guys do. together they, in that match. You know, and I don't think they understand, like, when you put on that sh that shirt, you know, it's the same as strapping on the tight, you know, putting on the tights and strapping on the boots, man. Like, you're going to work. Um, Y'all are, in, at least in my case, because, you know, I'm 95% I'm a heel, and I use the hell out of my refs all the time. I'll, there's times where like, you know, I'll push a ref down where that's a disqualification. The baby, you know, grabs me for a, a you know, roll up or something for a story we're trying to tell. And before the ref can call for the bell, he's just F it. And he's counting the, you know, now we're back on track. So I use the hell out of my refs. Uh, I love a good ref, man. Um, and there's been plenty of times, man, where I've had to, I've, I've had to pull a ref to the back and not yell at him because we're professional, but I've been like, buddy, once you, you know, like, you're killing me. Get with the program. <laughs> respectively. Respectively, man. Like, nice, I try nice. to be an ass, but like, you know, when, when it's a title match, when it's a main event match, when it's, you know, when it's big, you know, if it's against a big, a good opponent, you know, a name, like we got to have our stuff together, you know? 
So thank you for that question. That was a phenomenal question. Absolutely, no problem. Thank you for the answer. Okay, so you and I talked a little bit on through chat on uh, Instagram this uh, this morning. So I'm going to ask the question I asked you that then. Can you elaborate a little bit in regards to if you had close chances of trying out for AEW or WWE, and how did that work? And um, so I, I'm sorry, let me cut you off. I'm good. Okay, so um, tryout wise, I just haven't gotten the invite yet, which it's okay. You know, at, a, at any given time, you know, you never know with this with wrestling. You get a call, hey, you want to bring in for a tryout, or hey. You know, we're going to be in your area, MLW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, whatever, NWA. Hey, we're going to be in your area. You know, it's, it's that fast. Um, but as far as, like, extra work, so WWE, like, you know, like I said before, and I'm, I'm very open about it, um, they require vaccination for extra work, um, which I am not vaccinated, and I just, I won't be getting vaccinated. Um, I don't judge those who, who are. You know, I just ask that I have, you know, get the same respect back. Um that's all you know i'll digress on that whole topic because i know it's touchy for certain people but i personally do not want to get vaccinated and i will never um so you know and i've told you know ken doan who is the head of extra talent for wwe i have his phone number we text here and there and you know he'll text me hey can you be at american airlines at, you know tomorrow by you know one o'clock and it's like hey uh so that's not the problem i was like but can you give me the details oh call times one this out of the other and i'm like okay but ken like what are the details? So you have to be vaccinated. Okay, well, Ken, we've already talked about this, brother. Like, I'm not vaccinated. Like, when things change, you know, obviously then that's another story. But, uh, you know, until, and so then I'll be like, well, Ken, like, what's talent? What's it like for talent? Oh, they can provide a negative PCR test. I'm like, well, they bring me in for a try. <laughs> like, I promise you I'll make it. I promise you I'll make it, man. I can guarantee I'll be, I, I'm almost certain that I'll, I'll get picked up by NXT. Now, obviously what they do with me, that's, you know, whole other scenario, but, I can provide negative PCR tests, man. I'm as healthy as they come, so that I'm not worried about. But AEW, prior to you know Dark going under, or I don't I don't want to say go under, but you know prior to them like pulling Dark essentially, um, I think they're doing that with like Ring of Honor now. They're like they're they're they translated it now into like Ring of Honor has something That's like that. Too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead, uh, I haven't gotten hit enough for Ring of Honor yet. Uh, although I have had a, a couple of the homies get pulled uh, get pulled into Ring of Honor, so shout out to them. Promise Braxton, Vert Vixen. Uh, um, awesome, phenomenal competitor. Should have been signed a long time ago. Um, but AEW, uh, I had one opportunity, and I could not, like I told you before, I couldn't get my blood work done in time. I didn't have a primary position. I have, which is my fault. I haven't had a primary position since I moved to Houston. That's on me. Um, I self-diagnosed uh, myself. <laughs> I'm a man, you know. Hey, I'll sleep it off. Put some I do it too. So I couldn't believe that I needed a primary position. I do. I do. You know, I've seen a dentist and everything and, you know, take care of myself in that regard. But just, you know, a doctor, I'm just out of time to, you know, it's old, it's a traditional old head, you know, view on it. We're like, oh, if I'm off, if I don't wrestle, you know, for X amount of time, then, you know, they'll forget about me, you know. So I've just never really given myself an opportunity to be forgotten. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get my blood work in in time. And I, I did have to tell Captain, uh, Captain Dean that, hey, man, like, Sorry, I you know couldn't make it. Please you know keep me in mind though moving forward. Yeah, brother, no problem. We got you. And then you know within months time, you know dark conceded. So that's pretty much the tale on uh, EW and WWE. Okay, Rico. Um, well, being a fan of uh, bodybuilding myself, I was going to touch base on that. Just see kind of when did you start that? Kind of why? And did you did, oh. get to do a lot of competitions? So I've done one. Uh, my coach, uh, shout out to IFBB Pro, Aaron Sparenberg, uh, one of the best men, uh, best men you'll ever meet uh, as a human. 
um, God-fearing, down-to-earth, just awesome human being. Um, took me under his wing in 2018, I want to say. Uh, I did the fantasy camp in February of 2018. Uh, well, no, it was 2019. Yeah, I did the fantasy camp in February of 2018, book personally invited me back to train for reality wrestling. Um, so I won like the, whatever the trial three, three months or so, two or three months free um, with reality wrestling courtesy of Booker himself, which was, I cried, you know, that was, you know, to be recognized by, you know, a hall of famer at the time. Um, now two time hall of famer was, was astronomical for me. And then uh, I knew like, Hey, I could do everything physically, but I'm not, at the level I know where I need to be to really make a, a dent and make an impact in this business. Um, always been pretty broad shouldered thick, but never had like the muscles or the curvature, like looked like mm-hmm. I should. So I took it upon myself to get with, you know, Aaron Sparenberg, who at the time was uh, a Ronnie Coleman athlete directly underneath, you know, the King himself, mm-hmm. um, gorilla wear, uh, ambassador, uh, next to, um, Brandon Curry, who just won the Olympia that year. So, for me to be kind of mentored and, and, you know, that was my coach was a huge deal. And then um, the deal that we came to, cause I was broke, I was a broke college kid. Right. Um, it's such a blessing. Like there's really no verbiage to describe. Um, I literally remember calling him on my birthday crying uh, because I couldn't pay him. And he told me like, you know what? Happy birthday. And he gave me that month for free. Like who nice. does that? This is a Ronnie Coleman gorilla wear athlete, IFEB pro, making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, like nothing. And then he's going to give me a month for free. Who am I, you know? But um, anyway, I don't, you know, it was, it was just that kind of stick, man. I, I, I draw, I have so much to say, but at the same time, like I'm left speechless because it really is just, I'm just truly blessed and just grateful and thankful for just the opportunities and who else been. Um, but bodybuilding wise, I keep rambling. I apologize. Uh, bodybuilding wise, got with my coach, um, told him I want to be a pro wrestler, which is funny because I'm like, man, I just want to get in shape. I just want to look like a million bucks. Right. I don't really care for bodybuilding. Like, cause you need to think bodybuilding steroids, uh, you know, it's not a right. You want to go down. Everyone dies that takes steroids. You know, you, you have this, this whole thing in your head. And so yeah. I'm like, I just want to look good, you know, like, and so I remember my coach, we were sitting down to, to, to go over the contract and stuff. And he's like, um, who's he's talking to the other guy in the room, Hunter. Shout out to Hunter, uh, if you're watching. Uh, been with me since day one, still with Team Abs. He goes, uh, oh, he's talking about what's that? Who's that wrestler that I really like, man? He's super charismatic, super athletic, awesome dude, and he does the thing. And I'm just like, I put the contract down. Like, you talking about Booker T? Goes, yeah, yeah. All these all the dude is so good, man. He's so so charismatic and just athletic. And I'm like, so I pull up the phone, picture of me and Book on the phone. I'm like, that's who my trainer is going to be. And he goes, put that down, put the contract down. So we go to the, we go to the, we go to the, his office and just immediately right there, there, we start our plan. And, uh, nice. I remember within a, like a month's time, if my phone was recording, I'd show the picture. I'll have to send it to y'all. But, um, in a month's time, uh, for my intro picture, January 1 of 2019 to February or January 30th, really, you start seeing the app start to poke out. By April, I'm a whole different human being just diet and train i mean i've always trained hard but it's always diet people don't understand to do this it's all diet 100 percent diet 100 mm-hmm. sorry yeah if you can you can train all day most people do like to, i think it's branch warren that said most people train very hard for two three hours a time but then they go get whataburger they go get chick-fil-a you know and they're eating whataburger chick-fil-a taco bell three four times a day 
and you wonder why, you know, and, and then they're they're just filling up syringes of just stuff they find on the black market that they don't even know what they're taking. No coach, no direction. They're sticking it all over their body. They've got back knee out the wahoo. They're, they look like crap. They can't have no cardio. They're not taking care of themselves. They're not eating right. It's like you wonder why you look like crap, you know, because you are what you eat and you're not taking care of yourself necessarily like how you should be. So uh, I never really got into bodybuilding per se. Uh, I did do one show. It was Texas Legends August or October of 2019 had to be because 2020 um, everything shut down. So not 2019 Texas Legends. I was just because like, and I was all natural, right? I hadn't taken anything at that point. It was just all diet, clean eating, you know, didn't eat outside of my, my diet plan one time, nothing. Even my cheat meals, like I didn't even cheat. I didn't even have a cheat meal. Like my coach was asking me like, dude, eat a burger. Like, you know, eat, like you can't, you're, you, this is very strenuous on you mentally. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to stick to the plan. Like, like I said, self-motivated when I'm locked in, I'm locked in. Right. Did one show 2019 Texas legends. I took second in open and third in novice. Um, which was huge. The guys that beat me were just, I mean, the guy that took first when I took third and novice took the whole show. He was 19, but he was just like Brock Lesnar, like massive blonde headed dude. My coach is like, dude, I've known him since he was like 16, 15. Dude's been juiced since. Um, And then the guy that took second over me when I took third only beat, really only beat me. I looked better than him. He only beat me because I have never done bodybuilding in my life and they took off points for posing, right? So when you do a side chest, right, you look straight. Well, I was smiling at them, right? So little things like that, they took points off of. And they swapped me and him uh, during our battle on stage, I don't know how many times. Um, So second and third, the guy that beat me for second uh, took first, right? But I'm sorry, the guy that beat me for second Oh my god! It was like that one, two, three. It was the same guy that beat me for first when I took second, and then he beat he got he took second under the guy that won the whole show. That getting all tongue tied here. Yeah. So second, third, first show, and then uh, I haven't competed since. Um, I've I've since I've gotten you know grown and gotten better in my physique and, and everything. I I wouldn't mind, but wrestling has just blown up for me, so I really haven't taken my eyes off the prize in that regard. Um, but it was just really like my, and it's funny because even my coach is like, he, he's like, oh, we're going to do this show. All right, cool. Never heard about it. It was like, I think a Branch Warren or something earlier in the month, like, like in April or something. And we never followed up about it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm not interested in doing bodybuilding anywhere. So who cares? And then he texts me again. Hey, uh, Texas Legends, whatever, in August. Oh, okay. Or in October. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, cool. There's no mf or Like I, I paid for your stuff. You better show up and be there. This is when you're going to tan. This is when you're going to be on stage. <laughs> so I just got everything paid for. So I just showed up, competed, and went home. And second, third, and he was elated. But that's just that's also a testament of fortitude of like, I step on stage, I'm going to own it. So literally, it was here's your, you know, I was two fifteen the month before. We're going to do this show, cut down to one ninety two, uh, within three weeks. Two day, three days of water retention, two days of posing practice. I'm on stage, you know. So most guys prep months in advance for these this one show i had three weeks <laughs> and still walked out with second and third um the, uh, let me see if i can give me like 10 seconds i'll grab a medal for you and, right. but yeah Yeah, so I'm all about the hardware. There you go. 
there you go. Hole. I don't know if you can see that. So oh, nice. There's the second. I don't even see that second place. Yep. yep. And then it's the third place. Nice. Man, that's pretty awesome for not really prepping up for the stage and everything, you know, because. Nope. And then, you know, number 11, 12. So, yeah, and then I have, like, my music and then my, my whole posing routine and all the pictures right there. So, yep. Awesome. Nice. So that was my bodybuilding experience. <laughs> all right. And, and everybody who's listening, abs are made in the kitchen. <laughs> yep. Because I went two months, not one ab workout. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I had a six-pack. It's just you eat right, you train hard, everything comes together. It, it really, it's that. I mean, it's it's simple. It's that simple. People are like, oh, what's the what's the pill? What's the what's the formula? What's the? It's eating. I literally just chug two eggs right here. Cream of rice. I've been talking, so I haven't gotten a chance to eat it really. But <laughs> cream of rice, beef, blueberries, and then you just train <laughs> uh eat accordingly though that's number one for sure i always say motivation dedication determination that's what it takes it's that simple it's really that simple water uh i'd say you know i always tell the, the young bucks man the trainees minimum minimum of gallon of water a day like i'm talking about like if if water drinking was a was a class in, in school like you got to see right you pass if you got a if you did a gallon Right. So my coach has me drinking two gallons. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not hitting that. But I mean, it's, I would like to say it's over a gallon, but it's definitely not two gallons. Right. That's hard. <laughs> I, do, I, do a, I do a cheat code here. I do hydrocharge, uh, cage muscle, hydrocharge, lemon juice, and water. It's pretty much the gist of what I drink all day. It tastes like fruit juice, but it's just, I mean, it's aminos, it's calcium, phosphorus, magne magnesium, superfoods. Super vegetables. It's a uh, caged muscle hydrocharge. Um, I live on that. Um, I've actually talked to Chris Gaffin personally about being a athlete, but you know, I guess my following is not drastic enough for him to consider. So <laughs> maybe one day, <laughs> but I didn't get to talk to him personally. Um, but no, uh, sleep. I, I, you know, I always say like six to nine hours somewhere in that window, six to nine, um, and then uh, diet clean not just eating healthy because you can eat healthy there's salmon but the salmon's 400 milligrams of sodium per pack like that's not clean you need clean mm -hmm. you know oh i eat eggs yeah they're not pasture pasture aged cage free there's a big difference in clean versus healthy you're gonna pay a couple extra bucks it's up to you you want to be ordinary you want to be extraordinary you want to you be coal you want to be a diamond yeah. it's that simple i get it financially it's 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 you know i spend probably two or three grand a month yeah, two to three grand a month um, on diet, you know, groceries, supplementation. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. It's supplementation. I don't, it's not a crutch. I eat clean. I train hard. I drink water. I rest. And then I, you know, take my, my micros every eight hours. You need the supplements, man. You need them. Nice, nice. Um, how important is uh, attending seminars and um, for wrestlers and also how important is um, just give it two questions in one. How important are the fans and the, and getting to meet them at the merch table? Uh, so the fans, first and foremost, are, are the reason you wrestle. Too many guys want to do all these crazy spots and do all this awesome stuff in the ring, and that's all well and good, but what's it for? If no one's like, I mean, you, you know, if, if you 
you take away the fans and it's a Thunderdome, right? We still have millions watching at home. You take away the you take the you take away the fans watching at home. You have no fans in the arena. Then what are you doing? You're, you're looking around. Like you're looking at your opponent. You're looking at everything. What are we doing? This is pointless, right? It's just two grown men or three, four, whatever tag match, whatever grown men in underwear touching each other. <laughs> like, what is the point in this? Yeah. Right? But you put some fans there. Oh, we got some eyes. We got some spectators. Right? So you do what you do for the fans. What you do for them is up to you and guess what because you're doing it for them they're going to tell you that they love it or they're going to tell you that they hate it okay they're paying their hard-earned money to love it so help them love it like i don't know any other way to put it if you're not doing it for the fans get out you don't need to be doing it at all if you're doing it for you if you're doing it for the cool moves the cool video picture because you want to be somebody get out if you're not doing it for the fans get out you know how many kids like there's a video like I, I I had a buddy send it to me, and I'm a bad guy, but you you still find a certain it still touches your heart. I'm I'm in the I'm doing the my entrance. And I'm in the middle of the ring. I'm sorry, I'm coming like I'm going in between the middle and the top rope, and I'm doing my you know my my, my right here and then into my throat slash right here and then into mm-hmm. my flex that I usually do. And literally, I kid you not, if I'm looking at hard cam, camera that's panned right there looking at me. Right over my shoulder, right where, like these Funko Pops are. There's a little kid, literally, <laughs> just literally like that. And and it's funny because in the video you see me do my flex, <coughs> and then I'm looking menacingly, and then I literally look right at him, like this. But I'm not looking at him, but like it looks like I'm looking at him, right in the video. And it's it's just one of those really like little little moments that you get, and you're just like, oh man, you know, pick like the the, the parents that bring the kids up. And even as a bad guy, like, I'll, I'll hate on the parents all day long. Are you going to buy something? No? Get the hell out. Right? And they know. Like, ah, this dick. But the kids, <laughs> I'll lean right up to them, right? Really, real close to them. And they'll, they'll be all intimidated. Right? And I'm like, I want you to know something. And they're just like, okay. I'm like, don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. You prove them wrong and you go do it. Now, if your parents tell you don't do that, don't do it. <laughs> but but, but, um, but the, I get really motivational, you know, to them. Um, and, th- and there'll be kids, man, that like they'll, they'll go to give me like a fist bump or something. And I'll just sit there and I'll look at them and they're just like, and like this, this last show, this one kid was like, and he, he kind of looks back up and I go, like just low key, very low key, very low key, not, you know. And I'll go, right, I'll sit down. And, like, I'll walk off, right, to where they get that, like, I got the fist bump. I'm like, oh, he told me to sit down. You know, like, so it's just those little itty-bitty, little itty-bitty things, man, like, just low-key kind of things. Or even on the flip side of that, right, I'll go, I'll, I'll be walking out. Uh, if you look at my last match, uh, it should be on YouTube versus Brett McKenzie. Um, from hard cam looking down, I'm going around the ring, and it's, like, opposite of hard cam over here. There are these two kids that get up. And then, you know, they come to, you know, stick their hand out. And I go, <sighs> and so I look back down, they went and sat back in their seats. So I go, okay, I guess right here. So I hold my hand out like, sure. So they come running back out. And as soon as they get within like a pair of touching my hand, I go, you better sit back in your seat. I don't need you. And they go, oh, they flip out and they fucking, oh, uh, and they fly back to their seats. And like, those are moments though, that'll stick with them for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, like. You scare the living daylights out of them. They'll grow up for those next years, especially if they continuously go on to shows or they see you or whatever, even see the camera or whatever. And they're like, oh, I hate that guy. That guy, oh, I hate him. And it's like, good. It means I'm doing my job. 
You know what I mean? Right. And there's even parents, man, when I first debuted for SWE, there was a kid that came up and I got like like within a hair of him like this. And his dad came flying up and got in my face. I'm like, oh, I'll whoop his ass. And then I'll whoop yours too. What, you want some too, old man? Like I was, you know, it was just those moments though, like regardless if you really, because there's some fans you like, you really like wonder if they're really going to come across the, the barricade there and, and, and go after you. But I relish that. I'm like, I, I, I wish you would. Because then they hate that. And like, that's the point. You want them to invoke it. That way, when you get your ass kicked as a heel, they're on their feet. Yeah. Oh, like they're like, they're dying to see you just get molly whopped. And that, that's what it's about, man. Is just, you know, you don't want fans that's just like, yay. You want fans like leaning over the barricades, like screaming their heads. Like, that's what makes the whole. And then someone sees that and then they get into it. And it's like, it's this ripple effect. And like, that's that's where you get the moments of like where the camera pans out and the crowd's just ruckus. They're wild. They're losing their minds. They're yelling, they're cheering, they're booing, they're crying, they're screaming. Those are the moments that you live for. So again, I reiterate, if you're not here for the fans, get out. Cause that's what wrestling is. That's what we do. That's why we do it. Uh, as far as seminars. So seminars are very, are very touchy. Um, for me personally, there, I would say if you're just starting out, go to everyone you can right uh within reason now if it's some someone that has a bad rap that you know is charging asinine prices mm, maybe steer clear um because there are some that are just money grabs there are some just unfortunately grubby people um that just want to cash you know want to hand out um and there's some that i mean i'll tell you right now i've done so seminars for me i've done uh, uh, ricky marvin uh, which was super dope um, to get in the ring with someone like that who's been world world traveled, very well renowned. Um, learned a thing or two. Learned <laughs> like what a pro a pro pro really goes. Um, I've done EC threes, which was uh, a tr- more so a tryout for CYN, which was really cool. That opened up the door for me. Um, character work as well, and I really got some like one on one time of like with EC three of like, what's your point? Like, why are you doing this? Who is the Texas Terminator? What is the Texas Terminator? What's the point in that? Very intuitive. Um, got to sit down. You know, these are not, these are not expensive. You're talking anywhere from like forty to maybe sixty bucks per, per per person, which is is you know cheap when you think of like, all right, this guy's been world traveled, Impact, you know, a you know WWE, you know, world champion, you know, Rub Doubles, some of the best in the business. Probably know, still knows the best in the business. You know, has connections and whatnot. Um, then there's some like you know i'll be honest i did one i'm not going to necessarily name a name but like i did one and you know i was expecting a little bit more and we sat there and talked for three hours and i'm like this was not worth whatever 80 bucks 60 bucks whatever it was that we spent and and having come from books like we knew virtually everything that was being stressed and i remember the person that i went with they asked me like how i felt about it i was like it was, it was pointless i mean there's no disrespect to the individual like they are who they are like they're awesome people great person but like the seminar was pointless so it's very hit or miss um the best thing you can do for yourself when you're when you're in this business is really form form relationships and connections with the right people veterans especially um because they'll do you wonder they'll do wonders for your career uh with respect of course don't like don't use people right like be genuine and authentic and as you as a person like the same goes with people as it does in the ring, right? As a character, like if you're not authentic, people are not going to buy it. And especially in wrestling, like when we're all characters at the end of the day, if if you bring your authentic self to the locker room, 
people under people will latch to that too. So when you're authentically yourself and you formulate the right, you know, the right connections and the right uh, relationships with the right people, it makes your career go so much easier. Like I, I, for me, I'm again super grateful, super blessed, super fortunate to have people that I have around me who I can say, hey, you know, this seminar, like, you know, what do you think? Like, oh, you know, what do you know about this person or what have you? And you know, I usually will get feedback of like, oh, like. You know, they typically focus more on this or focus more on that or what have you. I'll, I'll say this. The best seminar I ever did, and this is why you, you really should do your research and find out, like, who, you know, who, who's doing what, was Allison Danger, right? Former Ring of Honor uh, superstar uh, or NXT. She was actually just, like, just, just departed NXT as one of the one of the, the training coaches there at the facility um, down in, uh, in uh, Bedford, uh, Texas. Um, I get there, and... Uh, Athena is there. Huh. So we're doing these drills and stuff. She ran it exactly like a tryout. So that amped me up because, like, I love competitive, uh, competing. I love fueling. It's like I'm the kind of person where I get out of the ring, and as soon as I get out of the ring, I'm slamming on the apron, like, let's go, pick it up, let's get it, come on, amping everybody up. And every, we're doing cardio drills and stuff. People like that are falling. They're falling left and right, exhausted. And I'm I'm just I'm going for them. F it. I'm going to get extra reps, whatever. I got something to prove here. And I'm running these drills. Next thing I know, I'm ducking a line from Athena. I'm reversing her. I'm giving her this. We're working. I'm working with Ring of Honor champion Athena right now, who's on AEW. And we're running drills and working together. And it's just fast paced. It's going. It's flowing. I slide out. It's just like just rush. Like, hell yeah. So there are great (laughs) seminars. And, and, um, you know, I don't want to say go to everyone, but I want to say definitely use your common sense and use your brain on you know which ones pertain to you because maybe some are more character heavy maybe you're more of a map technician like you might not need as much care i mean obviously you want to improve on your like you want to work on what you maybe struggle with but at the end of the day um uh, as wrestling goes like you want to hide your you know hide maybe your, your your stuff that you don't do so well and accentuate things that you do so if you're more of a map technician obviously work on your persona but understand like what your niche is and where you fit in and how to further that and get that shown um, but definitely improve on any on any and everything. That's why a good school is, is is more integral. But at the end of the day, like as far as seminars go, just use your greater wisdom. Know what applies to you. Um, know who you're going, you know, going to see and what they're charging, um, and make that assumption there. I'm never going to say tra- you know training is a bad idea or furthering your education is a bad idea. But just be wise about it. You know, be smart about it. Rico, you got any more questions? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll throw one more out there. Uh, me and Pop were actually talking about this the other day. Like, what was your, because you're a big fan too. What was your favorite, uh, I guess you would say, uh, turn on your best friend moment? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, so I was a huge Evolution fan. So when they dumped Randy, that was like, oh, snap. Um, I think most heartbreaking in my time uh, would probably be Batista and Ray, um, <laughs> especially because it was the big guy turning on the little guy. Like that was what made it even more like, um, I think my favorite turn, and this is going to be cliche, you know, of course would probably be, um, Sammy on Roman. <laughs> um, of course that's, you know, that's, you know, I think what they're doing now is, is just magic. It's something that hasn't been done in a while. Um, but I think, uh, I think that's that's pretty one of my favorite just coolest moments and it's just like aesthetically cool would obviously be like would be sean and Janetti. that's just cool like super kick through the window like oh that's dope but i think 
to my probably my number one to answer your question would be Batista and Ray, just because like, you know, come on, who can look at Ray and, and backstab him and hurt him? You know, like <laughs> that's Ray Ray, man. Yeah. yeah, that was my favorite was Sean and Marty. Okay, yeah, that, that was that was cool, man. Like that was like ah oh, snap, but mm-hmm. I wasn't really like you know that was a little bit pre you know I've tried to do my history and, and you know and. and but uh, that was a little bit before my time. I just, you know, of course, like being a wrestling fan, like it's just something that you know. But I, I like the aesthetic of that. I thought that was, you know, that was cool. But from what I understand of the Rockers, man, Sean was already all, always kind of like that guy anyway out of the two. So <laughs> when, you know, when I get back at him, like, it really wasn't that kind of a surprise personally to me. But again, like this is after my, like this is after the facts. So I got to see kind of all the feed in too, as opposed to like watching it live. Maybe if I was watching it live, it'd be a different story. But like, you know having seen like the backstory and kind of everything leading up to, and then seeing it, you're just like, Oh, well, you know, as opposed to seeing Ray and Batista live and you're like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I went with, uh, Ray, Ray. <laughs> mine was when Hogan came down in Daytona beach and dropped the leg on Macho yep. Man and joined. Yeah, NWO, the NWO, so. right? NWO was created. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have uh, talking about disrespect and talking about turning on people. I watched your match with Gangrel. Okay, mm. great match. I appreciate um, that. Great match. The ending was very disrespectful to you from him. So, dude, that, you were offering that, a hand of saying thank you, good job. And, no, no, but it was condescending. It was condescending. Okay. Um, I really right. wanted. I really wanted him to to do the drink the thing and spray it in my face however and then DDT me because at the end of the day he's the baby and you know he's the guy getting brought in like we want him right. to stand tall that's kind of like the whole the whole shebang stick of that um but if you watch like in the beginning you know i was like ready to, you know i'm always ready to fight so like you know when the bell yeah. rings especially like so i'm already kind of like you're in my ring like you know already especially as a heel like i'm already kind of like disgusted by your just your existence like you, you don't even belong i don't care who you are you don't belong in the same ring as me you're not you don't have no idea what you're getting yourself into of course right um, so when the bell rang and I was, you know, all posed up, ready to go. And, you know, he extends the hand, you know, in good, you know, obviously in good sportsmanship, you know, I'm like, what's your ploy, you know, whatever, but <laughs> like, okay, bet. So I shake the hand of course I'm a heel. So like, oh, you, you showed weakness. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to jump on that. So that's when I pulled him in, gave him the big Euro, you know, so, Hey Jay, watch that. Hey, he's in my ring. Shut up. You know, whatever. You saw the match, whatever, work, 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 up until the ending where it's like, you know, I can't believe I've won. Like, oh, I really just pinned Gangrel. Like, I just took out the Vampire Warrior. Like, that's what I'm talking about. See what I'm saying? And that was why at the end, I don't know if you heard me in the match, I stood up and I threw my belt over the shoulder. I'm like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I was like, you know what? Put her there, pal. Come on. Hey, I got, you know what? I'll shake your hand now. You ain't nothing. Come on. Give me, uh, come on. Let me, let me, let me offer you a little bit to where, like, you know, he's like, this mofo, really? You're going to disrespect me like that? Like, y- y- who are you to where right there, there's the gut, DDT. So that was that was like the payback. Of like, oh, you want to be condescending? You think, you know, because you got one over on me that you're better than me? You know, all right, bet. Yeah, I'll shake your hand. Oh, you thought. So I, I, yeah, that was the whole story of, of that. That's awesome. Um, yes. We're going on an hour. Uh... I know we were going to touch on Funko Pops and trading cards. Is that just an everyday hobby for yours? Or you? Absolutely. I was saying, man, I'd love, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I've got time if you have time. Like, you know, that's totally on you, buddy. Um, yeah, man. So for me, it's funny because I didn't really like get into it like that until I kind of started seeing how much they were worth. And I was like, oh, man, like I'm, 
I'm a salesman by nature. You know, I've, I've always obviously been a good talker, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can sell paper to a tree, man. So it just got to where I was like, yeah, maybe I can flip some of these. And so I've, that's how I got, I got into it. I was finding pops for, you know, I would find like a $15 pop and be able to, you know, to harbor it or, you know, maybe flip it, you know, for a hundred some odd or 80, you know, whatever, like, you know, I'm not greedy. So like, you know, some guys like would be like, Oh, I mean, this pops a hundred dollars. I'm like, man, like it's, it's, it's PPGs a hundred, but like, man, I'll give it to you for 80, you know? So you have guys like, Oh man, I'm talking to this other dude. And he's, he wants a hundred. I'm like, man, what are you, what are you offering? I'll give you 80. I'll take 80. You know, I paid 10 for it. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right then and there, but like same with the, the Pennywise, you know, like I did all my research on it and they're like, I think they're just trying to get rid of it. Like it was the background of the picture. was like a, uh, a garage sale type thing. And I'm like, man, they want 45, I think 50, 40, 50 bucks for it. I'm like looking at PPG. I'm like, this thing's worth $910. And so I'm like, so I, you know, look, did all the pictures, zoomed in, was looking at everything. I'm like, dude, this is, this is, this is unreal. So I was like, Hey, I'll give you 54 right now. They accepted it on the dime. And the next thing I know I got it. And I was, you know, looking at it, surveying. I'm like, this is legit you know sticker everything no sticker swap nothing like all 100 authentic had it looked at no this is this is legit so i put it in a hard shell and it's it's chilling so it kind of got into that and then sodas and like my all my figures that are like you see over here so all the like the figurines and stuff uh, that are over there and also my star wars i have the the mall uh qui-gon you know uh into menace battle going so yeah it just kind of got into that and then it just kind of spiraled into like oh man like stuff that i like and you know that's where it kind of took off and then you know this is my main collection here you know and there's everything from like the mighty ducks you know the og 90s film um <laughs> into uh all my wwe and then i'm a huge lord of the rings fan and i love deadpool so there's some marvel marvel oh, yeah. there like the Green Goblin, huge Green Goblin fan. I'm not really big on Spider-Man per, per se, but I love like characters. So Green, uh, I got the TMNT Shredder. Uh, that just came out or recently. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Power Rangers Ninja Turtle hybrid with the official like the official Funko on stickers. So labyrinth huge labyrinth fan the 80s film so i have all those all those funkos ludos up top up there and then hoggle sarah with worm and then nice. the over here. and then i have the regular like 40 50 dollar jared out of box so nice, nice. um i know you've mentioned that you're going to be in milton in june and in july um i'm going to try to get to july's event um I'm super stoked to meet you. I'm super happy to have you on the show. Um, oh, yeah. I hope you'll, hope you'll consider coming on again, and maybe we'll just make it a collection show where we're talking about our cards and our I would love box. to do that. I would love you know, to do and, that. Um, that'd be awesome. And um, can you close the show by telling us where you're going to be, telling us what where people can meet you or see you at? Um, again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, thank really you for bringing your um, hardware with you. Everybody that's watching on uh, Mr. J. Alexander's Instagram, come over and check us out on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube at, at Huge Pop Wrestling. Um, but Mr. Alexander, the floor is yours. Uh, what do you have to say to everybody, and um, where can they see you again? So first and foremost, uh, thank you guys for having me. 
uh, greatly appreciate your time and, of course, the opportunity to talk. As as you can tell, I love to do so. Uh, <laughs> guys, on my live, I appreciate you all you know, checking in and, and check out Huge Pop Corner as well uh, on Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, find them any, anywhere you can, man. Great guys. Uh, so I will be in Florida, Milton, Florida, next weekend, the 17th, on Saturday uh, for Coastal Wrestling Federation. That's in Milton, Florida, Santa Rosa County Auditorium. Uh, and then Sunday, I'll be returning back to Austin, Texas, to make my debut for Hot Pro Wrestling. It's Heart of Texas Pro Wrestling. Uh, but I'll be defending uh, my LWA title right here against the current reigning Dog Pound Championship Wrestling uh, title holder, Edgar Garza. So debut for Hot Pro Wrestling on behalf of Laredo Wrestling Alliance. Um, but I look to uh, make a name for myself there at Hot Pro Wrestling and hopefully contend for what they've got going on there because uh the texas terminator is all about checks and championships baby so i got these two right here and then i uh, am also one half of the tag team champions of river city wrestling rcw in san antonio texas um all these advanced pro wrestling in north texas um Raider wrestling alliance in the southernmost part of texas um and then san antonio texas river city wrestling all great you know if you're traveling and you're, you're going through on the weekend and there's a show Please catch them, um, regardless if I'm there or not, which nine times out of ten, I'm the champion, so I will be there. So you're welcome for seeing me already. Um, but no, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, Twitter is uh, JAlexanderPW, same as Instagram, JAlexanderPW. Uh, official JAlexander on Facebook. That's where you can find me primarily with those three. Um, so yeah, maybe next time, brothers, we'll have to uh, get my tag partner on here. If not, uh, oh, most definitely. Uh, have a collection yeah overkill baby look us up man we're, we're taking the world by storm we already got the one title with rcw but uh we got some some more in our crosshairs so we're coming for it all baby singles singles or tag man uh shout out to edge stone man uh that's edge underscore stone underscore on instagram uh definitely check him out as well he's a freaking monster every bit of athletic bigger than me even i think he's like six two or six three or something like that but can do everything I can do. Backflips, presses over his head. Dude's dude's a mammoth as well. So can't uh, can't get off there without saying something about Edgestone, man. He's your tag team partner, correct? That's my tag team partner. Yes, sir. Overkill. That's our name because we'll be looking you guys up for sure to have you on the show. And um, yes, you know, fans. He just said he's going to be everywhere in Florida, back into Texas. He's holding the gold. <laughs> he claims, and I I gotta say, he's confident. He's He's going to kick your ass. You know why he's going to win these belts. You know, I, we're going to see more championships on this young man's chest yeah. because you know why? Because this. I'm better than you, and you know it. Thank you guys for showing up at Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> thank you, Jay Alexander, for being here. Appreciate Rico, it, man. Thank you. Thank you. No, guys, thank you guys I'm going to end me. the podcast. Meet me in the – don't go anywhere, guys. Meet me in the lobby, guys. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going on.